Hey kids, this is me, I see Robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. That's the one where we're going to talk about trading cards. We're going to talk about lift and weights, and we're going to talk about cereal, dude. We haven't done that in a while, but it's it's going to be great, it's going to be fun, but until we get to all that, why don't we, um, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. Okay, I see Robot, I am on the Tech 12, this is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. As we start the scene, IC Robots is at an arranged meeting with Pooptronics Human Resources. Yes, IC Robots. I understand that you wanted to see me. Well, hurry up and get to it. Time is money and right now I have more money than time and I want to change that up. That's a little joke my boy. What can I do for you? I think you got that backward, dude. You meant to say more time than money, but, uh, you know what, man? I'm I'm a little peeved, dude. I can't believe that you guys would use my voice in a Food Cubes commercial without, like, my permission, man. It's like, I, I can't even, I can't even, like, I can't even understand how that's, like, legal at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's got me super peeved. No reason to get upset. That was a very creative commercial spot, I think. You should be happy to be part of it. That commercial was garbage, dude, and I don't want to be part of it at all. You guys, like, completely misrepresented my opinions on food cubes. I don't think you were misrepresented. You did, in fact, say the words, I love food cubes, did you not? Here, let me play it for you as evidence. I love food cubes. See, right there you said it and I was a witness, so unless you have something important to say, I have to get back to work. I do have something important to say, dude. I have retained a lawyer at the firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, and we're gonna sue you if you don't if you don't quit airing that commercial. I've heard it all over the place, man. Pooptronics retains a very sharp-toothed legal team, my lad. Your boys can't match up. We will bleed you dry and laugh if you try anything. Just go back and clean those vents and appreciate your brief moment of fame as Food Cube's representative. That's about as good as things are going to get for someone the likes of you I think. Close the door on your way out. I don't like the smell of common people. Dude, I'm gonna tell you what, you have not heard the last of this. You have not heard the last of Icy Robots. No, I don't think that I have either. I am aware of how you like to prattle on. Now as I said, close the door on your way out. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. In a world without justice, one man was chosen to protect the innocent and to make the wrong things right. The film the critics are calling dazzling and fiercely hypnotic. Brandon Lee is sensational. A triumph. Brandon Lee. I love you. The Crow. Rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Before uh, before we get into this, I, I have to admit, I have never actually factually seen The Crow. The Crow was playing when I was in the theater game. It came out in, I believe, 1994. And at this time, I was working over at UA6, which was the Ardy Farty Sister Theater to UA5 that tended to play the more mainstream, more fun movies. And I kind of I kind of got into like this Ardy Farty film thing that went on for years, and I sort of I sort of turned my nose up 
to more mainstream fare, and I, I just never saw The Crow when it came out, and I, I never saw it, like, after. I just, I don't know, man. It's one of those, it's one of those things that really, like, it just sort of skipped under my radar, and then once it was gone, it was gone for me. But the movie was, like, vastly influential. I talked to the, I talked to the wife about this one. She was a manager over at UA5, United Artists Cinema 5, at the time that this played, so she was, like, right in the middle of crow mania, and when it when it came out, she was telling me that, like, there were dudes wearing crow makeup, there were dudes wearing, like, trench coats. This movie was, like, this movie was really a sensation. It's one of those things that's kind of, like, a cultural touchstone for, like, a certain type of dude, like a Matrix-y kind of guy or whatever. But, uh, before we get too far into this even deeper, once again, I want to send a shout-out to my guy, good friend of the show, patron of the show, dude who goes by the name of Esquilito on the tweets. At Esquilito, he sent me a care package of a bunch of uh, a bunch of trading cards, and I'm gonna open up some of these crow cards right here on the program as we speak. Let's let's head over to a uh, tradingcarddatabase.com and see what um we can find about the set. It looks like the set came out in 1984 by Kitchen Sink Media. It's a card set of 100 cards, and if you ask me, the gem of the set is card number two which is the first appearance of Eric Draven, which I would call myself, I would call this the Crow Rookie card. So we're looking for card number two. Let's, uh, let's bust open one of these. These are in a, in a plastic container. They're not like a wax pack. It's like these 80s cards have an opening. So we gotta, we gotta get the Vidal Sassoon snips, do a little snip of these, open them up, and we're gonna see what is inside. Each pack contains eight cards, and one tattoo. It says there's a 90-card set, but um, when I look at it, it looks like there's 100, but uh, we will agree to disagree. The tattoo we have is a... Uh, it's a tattoo with three skulls on it, and it says the crow. It's pretty pretty goth. And then right here we have... Uh, they're all kind of stuck together a little bit. Hold on, let me, let me loosen them up. We have card number 63, which is uh, called Caged Bait. It's a picture of a gal. Then we have card number 70 which says a bird in hand. The problem is I don't have the, uh, I don't have the experience in the world of the crow to tell you, like, exactly what I'm looking for. I just know that I'm looking for the Eric Draven card. Then we have card number 71, which is a guy, is it the guy who was on Law & Order? He was a DA on Law & Order. It says slow death. Judah splays the helpless bird, his eyes gloating, eager for the kill. That's definitely this guy who was on Law & Order. Let's, uh, do we have card number 72? Are these just, like, in order? This is card number 73. That's interesting. These are just packed in order. Here's card number 74 and card number 75. Interesting. Sybil frees Sarah from her chains and sends her to the ash. Let's uh let's open another pack. I have I have a couple here. And that was that was a little underwhelming, honestly, without knowing like the crow background, like uh like like I do some of these other things. But man, I know the crow is like such a big deal to so many people. If you're the kind of guy who goes out wearing makeup, if you're the kind of guy who walks the streets in a big rubber trench coat, this is the movie for you. The first one we have here is the tattoo and it says it says the crow. And it um what's it say? There's another word here. The crow, the crow. This isn't a very good tattoo. If I saw somebody with this ink, I would avoid them. Then we have card number seventeen. Is that Mia Kirshner from The L Word? Is she in The Crow as well? It's Brandon Lee and Mia Kirshner. The Crow's looking all spooky. Then we have card number 76. Card number 75. These are definitely in order, which is not... That's not a cool way to uh, 
to sort these. Card number 79. Card number 80. Yeah, these are all in order. That's like, I don't know, you, um... You need to mix them up a little bit. I gotta give a negative shout-out to Kitchen Sink Media. Let's open another one of these, and we're gonna see if, like, in fact, they're all just in order, because that's gonna tell us, like, right off the bat where, whether we're gonna get the, uh, the Eric Draven that we want. Um, here is another tattoo, but this one says art. That's cool, man. 46. 45. 44. 43. 42, 41. Man, that's that's a little whack if you ask me. You've really got to collate your cards better, Kitchen Sink Media. Are they even still around? Let's, let's hop on the online, which I'm lucky enough to have open right now. Kitchen Sink Media. Let's see. Are they still making cards? Yeah, they're still around. They are an Illinois-based company, and... As of right now, they're actually their website is uh is not around. It is looks like it was at one point. But let's just see trading cards and see if maybe that leads us somewhere else. Trading cards. Typey type type kitchen sink press is what we're looking for. Um Yeah, they're still around. They do some comic books. Looks like reprints of things. They do Cadillac and Dinosaurs. They do the Crow comic. Uh, I wonder if that's where the Crow comic was published initially. I myself, I just, I don't know, man. I didn't get so much into the Crow. I wasn't into that whole gothy kind of scene. So it sort of, it sort of skipped past me. At the time, I was like mad hip hop. I was like mad hip hop, real hip hop. And I, I avoided anything that seemed gothy, anything that seemed spooky, wooky or whatever. So the Crow just kind of, kind of slipped under my radar, and I apologize for the underwhelmingness of this, uh, this segment. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on Esqualito. Blame it on Kitchen Sink Press, dude, because they put their cards just, like, straight up in order, so there's no, there's no actual factual fun in opening these. Let's see if I got one more. I might. I might have one more pack of Crow cards in the lunchbox. I do not. Uh, I don't have one here. Here's some Spawn cards. Dinosaurs Attack, Home Alone cards. I don't want to give away what kind of cards I got in here because these are going to be opened on future episodes. Man, you know what? Sometimes things really work. Sometimes they don't work as well as you would like. And that's just, um, you know, that's the way life goes. That's the way love goes. That's the way that things go in, uh, in the actual factualness. But you know what? We learned something today. We learned something about ourselves. We learned something about the Crow cards. We learned that that guy from Law & Order was in the Crow. We learned that Mia Kirshner was in the Crow on top of Brandon Lee being in the Crow. We've learned all these things about ourselves, about the Crow, about life, about Kitchen Sink Press. I I consider this a success. Let's let's move forward into some other thing. I think we're going to I think we're going to talk about the gym. It's going to be great. Let's move forward into the gym. This week in Japanese League Baseball. This past Wednesday, history was made as Yokohama Bay Stars infielder Shugi Makai became the first rookie in MPB history to hit for the cycle. He doubled in the second, hit a homer in the third, singled in the fourth, and then in his final at bat at the top of the ninth, he hit that elusive triple. 
his team rubbed the struggling Hunchin Tigers 10-2. And then on Thursday, Tomoyuki Sagano made his long-awaited return to the Giants rotation, but it did not go as expected. The Hiroshima Carp went yard in him three times in five and two-thirds inning, and they added a couple more against the bullpen, trouncing the now first-place Giants 11-2. And that is This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. This is me, Icy Robots, and we are back to We Built This City on Getting Swole, the part of the show where we only care about two things, our freaks and our peaks. The freaks are the beautiful men and women in our lives. Our peaks are our giant, bulging biceps. Basically, what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about going to the gym. We're going to talk about getting fit. We're going to talk about having fun, doing exercise and things of that sort before before we get too deep into this, I want to send a big shout out to some of my fitness friends out there. My guy, Sean, he's been hitting the gym six days a week. My guy, Teen Wundle, the nemesis of Gino Vegas, has been having some amazing weight loss. We got to give him a shout out for that. Our gal, Sarah, she's been hitting up the gym all the time, doing what you got to do to stay fit, to stay strong. Look, I need for you guys to know, I'm not a jock. I am not anything at all like that. I collect comics I collect toys. I used to get picked on in school. I am one of you, but I think that we can all do more to be fit. We can all do more to be strong, and there is nothing I recommend higher to you than to join a gym, sure. You can start hanging and clanging around your house, but I feel like when you have the gym going for you, the the responsibility of having to pay for it and having to go down there because you do pay for it, it really, it really motivates you. Like, I get this bill for the gym, and it makes me want to go down there all the more. Some of you guys have been asking me, what, like, what is my gym routine? And I am going to tell you right now. I hit the gym three times a week. Normally, we go Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, but we've been trying to switch it up to Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, because Wednesday and Friday are the days there's wrestling on TV, and while it is fun to go to the gym, come home, and watch wrestling, it is also fun to be able to, like, sit around the house, make a nice dinner, have a good time, and then watch the wrestling, but it's all kind of, it's all kind of up in the air. The important thing to me is that I go three times a week. And then there's two days a week that we go play tennis over at the middle school. I myself, I'm not a great tennis player. I'm not, but I do have fun doing it. I didn't play in school. I didn't play at any time in my life, except for maybe in like PE class. And I, I'm not good, but I have fun. It's a fun sport. It's fun to run around, hit the ball, get loose and do all those cool things. We picked up a couple rackets at the Goodwill. We got these secondhand rackets. They're okay. I have a graphite Roger Federer. I paid five bucks for it. The wife has a graphite, uh, I forget who, who is the sponsor of her racket, but they cost five dollars each. We got some balls also at the Goodwill. I got a couple cans of new balls. These are things I just found when I was over there looking around, so I need for you guys to know these things aren't outside your reach. You might have to put a little legwork in to find some nice used equipment, but there are things out there you can do on the cheap. And we walk over, walk over to the court, First, we, like, hit the ball up against the wall. We kind of just, like, get loose that way. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Just to kind of, like, practice our strokes. And then we we basically just, like, volley back and forth. For generally, like, an hour, 45 minutes, we just try to hit it and see how long we can keep hitting it back and forth between each other. We're not good enough to where we're, like, trying to, like, ace each other or whatever. She did play in school. 
The wife, she has more experience than me. She's much better than me. She can consistently hit the ball back. While I, while I am not as great, I hit a lot of them off the handle. I hit a lot of them, like, off the rim of the, uh, of the racket. But I'm trying. I'm getting better every time I go out. And that's the important thing about life. Like, you're not going to be great at first. You're not great at anything at first. What's important is just try and try again and try again. Eventually, through, like, through practice, you will get better. It's not guaranteed, per se, but... You will show improvement the more you do it, and I'm showing tennis improvement. I, I'm i not, like, a master of, like, the racket. I, I, I don't have, like, the control to hit the ball where I want. What I'm good at is running side to side along the court. For whatever reason, I've never, I've never been fast. I'm not a fast guy. I'm a terrible sprinter, but I'm really good at, like, I'm really good at, like, side to side movement. For whatever reason, I can, like, move all the way to one side, then quickly accelerate back and go the other way. So it's basically, like, my wife is just, like, hitting shots. And it's me running back and forth like a weirdo across the court. But you know what? It's fun. I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. You got to find some sport that you enjoy. It's really it's really nice to just get out there on like a summer night. You know, we go out there. It's like 6.30, 7 o'clock. So the sun's kind of going down a little bit. And it's a little bit cooler. And it's just, it's fun to run back and forth. It really is fun to run back and forth. But it's also... It's also fun to lift weights. And one of the things that really, like, really motivates me at the weightlifting is, like, listening to music. I love to listen to music in my earphones. And I'll go down there and I'll make, like, gym playlists. And it's just, like, it really makes the time go by faster to play songs that get you motivated. And I thought I'd share another one of my favorite gym jams uh, right now. This is a song. It's called Asteroid. And it's by a band called The Killing Joke. And the third angel sounded... And the star fell from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the waters. The waters. This song came out in uh, 2003, and it is off their album called Killing Joke. The Killing Joke is um, classified on Wikipedia as a post-punk slash industrial band they're from england i'm not like i'm not like overly familiar with them as a group i will say i do have a couple albums of theirs on my uh on my ibroadcast musical cloud deal and this this song came up one day on random play and man it got me going through the roof what i really like about it is that the song is sung from the perspective of the asteroid i think that I think that's awesome the the whole idea of the song is like you're an asteroid about to collide with the earth and destroy it. There's something, like, that just, like, really gets me jacked when I'm lifting weights to think about, like, destroying the Earth like an asteroid. Man, I I start feeling this one, and I start going through the roof. Here's here's something. I'm not bragging. I don't want to brag about this, but I am proud of myself, so I'm going to mention it. The other day, I, uh, I did my best bench press of all time. I got 200 pounds up. And I've never been able to do that. That's always been one of the numbers in my head that was really, like, really important to me to hit. And I hit a 200-pound bench, and I did it while I was listening to Asteroid. So big shout-out to Killing Joke for that one and for helping them. It's really, it's really cool to me that I, I did that. And I, I'm not trying to brag. I don't want to do anything like that. But, like, it's interesting to me to be, like, setting new strength records at the, um, at the, at the age that I'm at. You know, I'm older than I am, but I'm also stronger than I am. So things... Things are looking up for your dude. I recommend checking out this song, Asteroid 2003, Killing Joke. If you want to, like, set your all-time bench press record, this is a song to do it to. Shout out, shout out to Killing Joke. Before we, uh, 
before we get out of the gym segment and 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 move forward into something else, I I've been making my own sports drinks at home. I bought a couple uh, zero calorie sports drinks over at the Dollar Tree, and I I liked them, and I thought they were good. And like I sweat so hard at the gym after doing the battle ropes. Shout out to my guy Esquilito. I've been hitting those battle ropes. I've been hitting them hard, and this is all thanks to you, homie, sharing some gym knowledge. But I've been doing that, but like. I sweat so bad, dude. I sweat so bad. I leave like a pool of water on the ground and your sweat, it's all salt. It's all salt. So I, I do feel like a sports drink is important to uh, get you all salted up again. But I didn't want to buy a bunch of these every week. I didn't want to buy three of these and create three plastic bottles because your guy, your guy, Icy Robots, I care about the earth. I try not to use one serving plastic things. Those are whack. Please give up the single use plastic and we will all be so much better off for it. So I didn't want to do that. But what I did was like, I took the bottle that I had and I Googled like how to make sports drinks at home. And basically what it is, is like salty water essentially. So I get like those, uh, those like Kool-Aid packs, you know, I buy like a big thing of Kool-Aid and I'll sugar-free Kool-Aid, zero calorie Kool-Aid drink. It's not Kool-Aid brand. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like it's basically just like water uh, sweetener, you know, with probably Splenda. But I, I mix it in with my with with my water, and then I do like a pinch of salt, like a pinch, not a lot, not a lot. And then you also you squirt in some lemon juice because you need that citric acid to go along with the uh, with the loss of sugar to get yourself reinvigorated. And I, I make it myself. I it probably costs ten cents a serving as opposed to a dollar. And I don't have to reuse a plastic bottle, but like when you drink like your Gatorade or your Powerade or what have you, it has like, it has like this weird taste, like this unidentifiable weird taste to it. That's salt. Once you put the salt into your, uh, your zero calorie flavor mix, you're going to drink it and you're going to go, oh, this is it. This is it for sure. My preferred flavor is a blue raspberry because I kind of always like the blue sports drink. So I, I, I get like the blue color that I like and I don't have to use single serve plastic and I'm saving 90 cents each one, which is only like $22.70 a week. But if you add that up, that's over $100 a year and that's money I can spend on comics. That's money I can spend on toys. I can buy some Motus. I can buy some cool first appearances. I could buy, I don't know, a pair of Bluetooth earphones a year or something. I... I don't know, that pays for like four months of the gym. So that's not bad savings at all between the two of us, me and the wife. We're each getting four free months at the gym by making our own sports drinks at home. And it takes literally 30 seconds to do. So I recommend that. Please do that. Save the earth. No more single serving plastic. Let's move forward to the show. I think we've talked enough about fitness, but please. I implore you guys, man, get up right now. Go for a walk, do something fit-wise, because it's really it's really going to pay in the long term, man. When none of us are getting older, and the sooner we get on getting fit, the better we're going to be when we're all 195 years old. We will be right back. Listen to the rhythm flow! Milky, cereal, baby. Milky, cereal, milky, cereal, baby. Milky, cereal, baby. Go for it. I love Smurfberry Crunch cereal so much, I smurfed a machine to double production. Smurfberry Crunch is fun to eat, a Smurfy fruity breakfast treat. big deal. The Smurfs were as over as anything that I had ever seen be over in my life. I think that like, 
I think that this goes back to that A-Team ideal where you have, like, many different characters and each one kind of fulfills a different archetype, for example. If you, if you think that you're, like, a smart kid, like you're a nerd in school who gets good grades, you may... You may, like, really feel as if you're a brainy smurf. If you're, like, in the sports and you like to do stuff, you might think that you're hefty smurf. If you're good with your hands, you're handy smurf. If you're a gal, you might really relate to, like, smurfette or whatnot. I, I myself, I was, like, crazily into smurfs. I love them so much. I used to get up and watch it every week. I just, like, I just thought they were the coolest thing in the world. I don't even know why now in retrospect because they do... Seem kind of goofy, they don't have that kind of, like, holdover effect, like a G.I. Joe, or a He-Man, or whatever, but man, back in the day, I was into Smurfs like crazy. Let me, let me tell you a quick Smurf story. One, um, one week, my family was gonna meet up with my uncle, who lived in Mountain View, and we were gonna go to a, we were gonna go to an Oakland A's game, and we were gonna leave really early in the morning, and tailgate in the Oakland Coliseum parking lot, you know, we were gonna set up the barbecue and do all that stuff, but, like, we had to leave so early that I was going to miss the Smurfs. And this was like a super big deal to me. I remember being like incredibly upset that I was going to miss the Smurfs that week. I was so upset that I decided to do something that up until that time was like super impossible. We had VCR, like many families did. But when we when we hooked it up, we tossed the manual like many people do. Now I, I keep all manuals. I keep them like filed away. But at the time, we tossed it in the garbage. And then... Later, nobody could figure out how to program the VCR, which is one of, like, the really neat features of a VCR. You could, like, tape things while you were away, but nobody could figure it out because we had the manual. But I knew that we were going to go see that baseball game the next day, and I knew that, like, watching the Smurfs was, like, a gigantic deal to me, and I was going to be really upset if I missed the Smurfs that morning. So I spent, like, an entire day in front of the VCR just, like, pushing buttons, figuring things out, just trying to eventually, like, solve the problem of, like, how... Well, I get this to record the Smurfs when I was away. And guess what? I did it. I did it. I was so happy. And then after the game, I was able to come home and watch the Smurfs. It was like one of the most triumphant days of my life. I remember when, like, I got it to record. I said it, you know, for example, like, okay, I'm going to set it to go off in five minutes from now and we'll see what happens. And then, bam, it went off. It taped a uh, family court for a few minutes, and I was just, like, so happy. I couldn't believe it. It was one of the early success stories of my life. But um, the Smurfs, man. Smurfs were a big deal. Here's another quick Smurf anecdote before we get into the actual factual Smurf cereal, which is the reason why we are here right now. There was this, there was this toy shop. There's still one in Sebastopol, and I think there's one in, in Sonoma, but there, there used to be one in Santa Rosa. It was called Toy Works. It was over by, it's over by where the Safeway on 4th Street is now. At the time, I believe it was Petrini's and Long's over there, but they were, they were sort of like a hippy-dippy kind of toy store with, like, educational toys, like Duplos, Legos, and things like that. Not not the kind of place you would go find your superpowers figures or your G.I. Joes or whatever, but they had the little PVC Smurfs. Those little, uh, I think they're like two, two and a half inch tall plastic Smurfs. They were the only place in town that had the Smurf distributorship, and people started flocking to that store like it was like the Beanie Baby craze. The later Beanie Baby craze, because it was cool at school if you had, like, these PVC Smurfs. We would, like, collect them and trade them. And this was the only store in town that had them. And I remember going to Toy & Model to get some Smurfs, and they were like, we're out of Smurfs. We sold them all. And I couldn't I couldn't believe it because hardly anybody that I knew went to that store. Some people did. But this was kind of the store, while it was a cool toy store, and I do, I do miss seeing it here in Santa Rosa because I would go there and look around for stuff. It was the kind of store that, like, homeschooled kids' parents would take them there to get 
like wooden blocks or like jump ropes and things like that. Not like squirt guns and cool toys and things that you wanted, but they were all out of Smurfs and were being super sad. It was really, really like a bummer day in my life. But uh, let's jump forward a little bit and we'll, we'll get into the Smurf cereal for a bit. Alright, let's see. What do we know about the Smurf cereal? The Smurf cereal was first introduced in 1983 by Post Cereal. It was officially called Smurfberry Crunch, and it had a picture of a it had a picture of a tree. Like a Smurfberry tree, and the Smurfs are back there harvesting it. You can see Smurfette, and you can see what appears to be Brainy Smurf. And then in the front, eating the cereal, is Papa Smurf. See, he has those guys slaving away for him, for him to get his delightful Smurfberry cereal. On the box. The cereal was described as fruity, sweetened corn, oat, and wheat cereal, fortified with 10 essential vitamins and minerals. So you got corn, oats, and wheat, which makes me think it's kind of like it's a slop. It's like a slop of a bunch of different glutens all thrown together. But man, I do recall getting this one. Now, for the most part, when it came to cereal, I was a Captain Crunch guy. I liked the Captain. I liked the prizes. I liked all the varieties of cereal, the peanut butter crunch, just all of them. And I would very, very seldom like sway away from the captain, but there was a time we were into Smurfberry Crunch for a while. And I remember it was like, it was like a fruity cereal, kind of light, like a Kix, not so much like a crunch berry. Like a crunch berry is kind of dense. And I remember the Smurf berries were kind of, kind of more airy and less crunchy than a uh, crunch berry, as it were. In 1987, Post actually came out with a second cereal called Smurf Magic Berries, which was like the uh, the all crunch berry version version of Captain Crunch. In that, it was all the berries, none of the other ones. The berries were red. The cereal itself was blue. If it makes sense, so you had the two different things, and this was all the red berries. The Smurf song went like this: the jingle, "Yo, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat." Grandmaster here. I have a beat all set. Prepare yourself for this. Smurfberry Crunch is fun to eat. A smurfy fruity breakfast treat. Made by Smurfs so happily, it tastes like crunchy Smurf berries. It's berry shaped and crispy too, in berry red and smurfy blue. That was tight, dude. Thanks, Grandmaster Grandpa. You're always here when we need you. The actual factual song was uh, done to the uh, Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite. But, you know, you know how we do here at uh, World Famous. We gotta funk it up a bit. Let's let's see what kind of random trivia you can find. Actor Jack Black, who you might know from School of Rock, who you might know from Tenacious D from any number of things. He appeared in a Smurfberry Crunch commercial as a kid, which is, which is pretty dope. I, I, w- I would be proud of that. Over the years... They did give away a few different premiums, which is, you know, I love a cereal with a premium. I still collect cereal premiums to this day. At one point, they gave out Smurf stickers. Then they gave out these little, uh, these little plastic badges you could wear on your chest. They were called True Blue Smurf Awards. They also gave out a Smurf campaign button. At one point, they did this little gimmick where they, where they had, like, different Smurfs running for, like, the new leadership of Smurf Village, and you could get, like, different ones. They also came out with little, uh, Smurf bicycle uh, license plates. I never got those ones. I do remember the Smurf campaign buttons. I was just I was just on the online a second ago and I wasn't able to find any of these things for sale right now. But if you are interested, and I got to admit, to some degree I am somewhat interested, you could get a box, like an empty box of Smurfberry Crunch for like $18. This one here is $18. It's in nice shape. It has some uh, Smurf rub-offs on the back. It's an image 
of Smurf rub-offs. That was another premium they did. You know, like a rub-off was like a Presto Magic. You would like hold it over a piece of paper and then like rub a coin on it or some other like, some other like rounded hard object and it would like leave the image on the paper. They did those for like the Smurf characters, but you can get that for like 20 bucks. $18 with like a couple dollars shipping. I, I'm tempted, I gotta admit. I'm pretty tempted. They also have some uh, animation cells right now on the online for uh, Smurfberry Crunch commercials, which is cool. Those are like $25 each. I'm not myself into animation cells, but I do think they're neat. And here's a, here's a Smurfberry um, Crunch, uh, what do they call them, a coupon, which is cool. And then, like I said, in 87, they spun it off into Smurf Magic Berries, which is still pretty cool. And this also had some other neat premiums. They had a Smurf magic trick. I don't know what the magic trick was. There were no pictures available on the online, but I imagine it was something very simple and made of plastic. They did a a small Smurf checker set. And then one of the coolest things I, I ever saw in my life, they had a little small package of Smurf gummies. They were blue with little white hats, and then they had a blue one with a red hat. So you could either eat Handy Smurf or you could eat Papa Smurf, if that was what you so desired. I I think that's about it, man. I think that we have covered this as much as you're going to get in a few minutes on a silly podcast. But look, if you guys got any fun memories of Smurfberry Crunch, please, please feel free to reach out. You can find me at the tweets at ICRobots. You can find me at ICRobots.com. You can find me at Facebook.com backslash ICRobots. Even though... I find myself going there less and less and less all the time. I I know not why, just too much of a too much of a hassle. I, I've said this before a million times. Somebody reported on icrobots.com for posting illicit content, which is not true in any form because I've never posted an illicit thing online in the entirety of my life. But somebody some hater, somebody who wanted to see us taken down, some some punk, I have suspicions of who it was, but I know not for sure. But they blocked off all the things from icrobots.com, so I really can't post anything super fun. So I recommend you follow us on the tweets. That's at icrobots for all the latest and greatest things. But if you have any if you have any fun memories of Smurf Bird Crunch, please, please, please reach out. I would love to hear them. Uh, hold on, hold on one sec. Uh, what's, what's that? I'm, I'm getting a, uh... I'm getting a report from World's Famous News, from, from James Turner at World's Famous News. Let me, uh... Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me kick it to that. Hold on. This is important. Hold on. Hello. This is James Turner for World's Famous News. There are reports of riots throughout the western parts of the United States. The reports include sightings of looters stealing boxes of Pooptronics brand food cubes. The rioters are reported to be in a feud-like state. Many of the rioters are seemingly violent and incoherent when approached. National Guard watch commanders are advising people to shelter in place and to stay clear of the windows. More to follow as news becomes available. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? I, I would do what he says. Stay if you're in if you're in the Western United States right now and you see any kind of weird activity, stay away from your windows. Shelter in place. I. I knew something was up with these food cubes, dude. This guy at, at work, he's just getting too crazy for them. This is. This is happening a lot quicker than I thought, though. I, I, uh, man, just make sure to stay safe. Protect yourself. Get a weapon if you have one. You know, get a board with a nail in it or whatever, whatever it's gonna take to keep your family safe. I, 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 I don't know what to do. Let's, uh, let's move forward and we'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to stay uh, on top of this as, as, as best we can. 
I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is the world's famous I See Robots show. All right, uh, this is me. I, I'm back. I got. I got to admit, I'm a little. I'm a little shaken up. I. I I've gotten. Um, in, in, in the in between time, I've gotten. Uh, I've gotten a couple texts from people in town here who were seeing Food Cube activity around the. Uh, around the Circle K over by Lewis Adult and by that Safeway. So I. I think we're gonna cut it short and we're gonna get up out of here uh, sooner rather than later. We're already. We're already up on top of it. But if you guys are anywhere near anything that seems like odd Food Cube behavior, just like. Please stay safe, stay indoors, stay away from the windows, do whatever is necessary to protect you and yours. I gotta, I gotta pull the messages from the, um, spirit guide cards right now. I don't wanna, I don't wanna leave you guys without any animal advice. I got the cards right here, gonna shuffle through the deck. I'm gonna pull one from the middle this time, just to, just to have some fun. The card that we have in front of us is the Spirit of the Cardinal. The spirit of the cardinal says this, The polarities of your spiritual pursuits and physical pleasures are out of balance, so do whatever is necessary to bring them back into equilibrium. What I, what I kind of take from this is like, you know, sometimes you spend too much time working your brain. Like, you spend too much time reading, you spend too much time on the internet looking at stuff or whatever, and like, too little time pumping iron down at the gym, so you gotta, you gotta flip the script and maximize both. Or sometimes you spend too much time at the gym, and not enough time with your nose in a book, so you're becoming like a big muscle head, but your brain is rotting down like a uh, like a shriveled uh, white onion. So you gotta you gotta make sure you have balance in your pursuits. You know you don't want to spend too much time playing the video games. You don't want to spend too much time watching Japanese ladies wrestling as much as you uh as much as you much like these things. You gotta you gotta spend some time hanging and clanging. You don't want to spend too much time hanging and clanging. And let your, uh, you know, let your friends drift away. Let your interests drift away. You got to spend time doing creative things. You got to spend time doing, uh, things that improve your mind. You got to spend time with things that will improve your dexterity. You got to spend time with things that might improve your collections, a.k.a. buying toys over at the store. There's just, like, so many things in the world, man. You got to... You gotta mix up and get some variety in life. And I do realize that there's, like, circumstances beyond all, all of our controls that are kind of kind of making the variety of life a little slimmer than we would like. But you still gotta, you still gotta try to have fun. You still gotta try to do things that are equal and balanced and solid. So I, I'm gonna get up out of here, guys. I gotta, I, I don't know, I gotta go board up the windows. I gotta get a hold of the, uh, the wife and kid. Gotta get them to come back home so we can all be stay, stay safe together. But uh, until we meet again, my guys, if you don't like what you see in the news... Go out and make some of your own. Alright, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people, some people, some people, some people, some people listen for history. Some people listen because they want a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you're sitting there, bite your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite. Live out the first law and make yourself preservation. Yo, slick blow. Yeah.
Ideology. IT Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.